Hi everyone and welcome to a firm's consulting podcast and today the topic is about how you organize a team you know do you have the star performer leading the team do you have the star performer a member of a team and what's the logic that sits behind it and the reason I, I'm putting out this podcast is because I think a lot of people were surprised that Nimisha was the youngest member of the team goes to okay school but you know it's it's I think we all admit it's not one of the best schools in the United States it's top 20 but certainly not top 5 or top 10 or even top 15 you know why was she given the role to be the engagement manager on the study and why didn't it go to Albert or Peter so I wanted to address that topic and it's very interesting because I think it it talks to a misunderstanding people have about what it means to be engagement manager, what it means to be associate on a study, and what are the responsibilities that come with that. Now, I just want to point out one important factor. Remember that all these interns at the same level, they don't have prior consulting experience. It's not like a normal McKinsey internship team whereby the engagement manager would probably be a veteran with two to three years of experience. Right? And that's why that person is the engagement manager. In our situation, which is unique and it's not similar to what BCG and McKinsey would have, the entire team is new. It's not that there's an intern with a experienced members. The entire team is new for us. And therefore, we've had to decide if the entire team is new, who should lead the team and who should be a member of the team. Now, before I talk through the logic, I want to use a sports analogy here. Um, in an ideal situation, I'm used football, I'm a big football fan, or rugby or cricket. In an ideal situation, whenever I see a team like the Argentine national team appoint their most gifted player as captain, I get worried. And I, I know it's going to hurt them in the future. For example, the Argentine national team, which is you know, a favorite to win the World Cup this year, is led by Lionel Messi, and he's the captain. Look, he's a gifted player, he's a good player, good value system. He's someone that I think children should aspire to be like. He's that good, right? Not just on the field, but just the way he, he manages himself, his personal life, his career, and so on. He's a good role model. But I think that the Argentine National Football Association has made a mistake. And they could very, very well go on to win the World Cup with this mistake, but I still think it's a mistake. And the mistake comes back to the fact that your best player shouldn't be the captain, but he should be the vice-captain. And let me tell you why that, why it's set up that way. Managing all the players in the field is a big role. It's a difficult role. right? It takes a lot of effort to galvanize the team and to lead by example and to make things work on the field. You don't want your star playmaker with that burden and responsibility. You want your star playmaker with enough respect and enough responsibility so that they can control just enough so that they can draw the resources they need to focus on their ultimate goal, which is to score a goal. But you don't have, you shouldn't be the captain to do that because the captain's role is to make sure that the team is set up to support the star playmaker. And the burden of coordinating the team to do that 
is too much for the star playmaker. So your star playmaker should not be the captain. And, you know, Argentina is an example here of, I think, a bad idea. But there are, if you look at sports, your star playmakers generally are not your captains of your squad. They are typically your vice captain. It's only, I find, in, in some cultures, in sports anyway, and in, I'm not saying this about the Argentine team, but in some younger teams, or less mature teams, where they appoint their star player as their captain because they're trying to galvanize enthusiasm for the team but it's a bad idea because the captain's job is to figure out how to coordinate the team so they support the star player and the star player's job is to be the vice captain so they have control over just enough to help them to score the goal now what does that have to do with my team right it's very simple when i assemble the team i use the same and i use the same thinking and structure the team in the same way I put in Namisha to be the engagement manager, not because she, I felt she was the strongest player, a member of the team. No. I felt she was the best coordinator. I felt she could, she could run that team better than anyone else because she showed the skills to do that. I felt that she didn't have much of an ego. She would listen very well. She had authority. She could ask probing questions. She could be assertive enough to push the team to support the most interesting insight coming through. And I felt that given the skills they had, it would either be Peter or Albert. At the time, I thought maybe Albert at the edge and Peter. It would either be Peter or Albert who had the better skills to drive the study. At this point in time, I think that Peter is doing better, but I think he's still struggling a little bit on drawing out those insights, firstly, from his case studies and then guiding the team to focus on them. I think Albert is doing a little bit better job. But my point is this. Just because I made someone... The engagement manager doesn't mean they're the better member of the team. It means they're a better manager. It doesn't mean they're a better consultant. So people looking at this saying, well, I need to just follow what Namisha is doing and I'll be a better manager, I'll be a better consultant. It's not true. You'll be a better manager if you follow what Namisha is doing. But to be a better consultant, to be able to draw out those insights and so on, you have to focus on what Albert and Peter is doing. And at right this point in time, you have to focus on what Albert is doing because he's doing a better job at that, right? Yeah, I'm scoring him a little bit lower because I don't think he's reached his potential and he is making some stupid mistakes. But overall, I would score him, you know, if we had to end the study right now, he'd probably get a higher score. But cumulatively, you know, it's just cumulative ranking. The mistakes he made in the past are hurting his ranking now. But if we ignore his rankings from the first few days and we just look at him over the last three days, he's probably doing better. So think about this the next time you look at a team. The star player is not always the captain. The star player is not always the one who's the manager. A star player, assuming all other things being equal, is the one who is leading the most important piece of work and is not always the manager. Now, of course, a star player eventually gets promoted to being a manager. So in that situation, a star manager can be, a star player can be the manager, but a star consultant on a team of equals doesn't always have to be the manager. And here, I made the conscious decision that I wouldn't give Peter and Albert the burden of managing the team because it is burdensome. I'd give it to Minimisha, and it's an important role she's playing, and she's doing a very good job at that as well. And I would release the other two guys so that they can focus on thinking through how to draw out the insights and thinking through some of the more complex studies. Does this mean that I'm actually giving Namisha the role of being engagement manager because she's weaker? No. Remember, you always got to think about this in relative terms. Namisha could have been a good analyst. She could have run the analysis pretty well, but she was better at management.
So what this actually means is that if you think about it, another way of looking at it is that if you had to score them all on the analytics skills, I'd probably put them around a 7, 7.5 together. So they're roughly equal. But I talked to myself that, okay, if they're roughly equal, and if I put Peter to manage the team, I don't think you'd do a good job, and the whole team will fall apart. But if I put Nimisha to manage the team, she could make the team focus on where the most important insight was taking place. So it's about competitive advantage. Nimisha may have been better on analysis, but everyone else was so bad at management that she was by default the choice for management. So when you listen to this, don't think that I'm saying Nimisha is bad at analysis. No, I'm saying the others were probably so bad at management. If I put them there, they probably do a terrible job. So those are the kind of things you need to think about. Don't fall for all these superficial you know, things you read on the internet which tells you the best person gets promoted to be manager. No, you're thinking about what is best for the client. And you have to assemble the team in such a way that your staff consultants can do good work developing st the structures for the study, doing the analysis, developing the insights. And then you have a very strong manager who can push the team in the right direction. But it certainly doesn't mean that we put Namisha in as an engagement manager because she couldn't do the analysis. I put her in because I thought that she was a better manager, but we had good analysts, so we need to have a manager who could galvanize the team around the associates. So don't fall for the trap of just thinking the manager is a stun. That's not the case at all. And it won't be the case. I fully expect that a lot of the focus would be on the insights that Albert has is generating and will continue to generate but it's Nimisha's job to make sure that the team is positioned to support him for that and if she fails at doing that no matter how good Albert is his analysis won't turn out to have much impact on the client because remember as part of the financial analysis he tells the team what to focus on and the team focuses on it to generate the benefits case but if the team is unable or unwilling to focus on what Albert tells them is correct to focus on it doesn't matter how, how good Albert is because the team ends up focusing on the wrong things. So it's almost like a relay team, right? So keep that in the back of your head as you think things through and how you think about how we structure and manage teams. The star player should not be the manager. All other things being equal, the star player should have the freedom to focus on doing what he does best, which is structuring the analysis, conducting the analysis, developing the insights. And the manager should be the one who's capable of galvanizing and positioning the team to support those insights. As always, if you have any comments or questions, I'll be more than happy to respond to them.